Good morning. So, as you may already know, uh, here at St. Paul's, we are in the midst of stewardship season, that time of year when we um, encourage uh, our parishioners, that's all of you, to consider making a, a pledge that is a financial commitment to the ministries and life of this parish for the coming year. Uh, and in the story we just heard from Jesus, it might seem that we have an ideal exemplar of stewardship because the, this Pharisee, he says, I give a tenth of my income. He tithes, this, this practice prescribed in, uh, in the Torah, in the law of Moses. And many churches uh, encourage their members, uh, some even expect their members to tithe in this manner. Well, a bit awkward then uh, that, that Jesus is actually using the Pharisee as a model of how not to be. Uh, so, so much for my stewardship sermon. Um, but what we'll hear a little about stewardship from Dave later on. Um, anyway, so in this story or parable uh, that Jesus tells, uh, to recap, two men go to the temple to pray. One's a Pharisee, the other is a tax collector. And uh, this may be a bit of review, but, but the Pharisees were uh, a very prominent religious group in Jesus's uh, day and age. Uh, they were widely respected and, and uh, very influential uh, thought by many to be basically the most holy and virtuous people around. Uh, tax collectors, on the other hand, uh, had a slightly different social standing, a different reputation. Uh, people had different thoughts about them. They were, they were reviled uh, uh, by their fellow Jews as, as traitorous thieves who collected money for the evil Roman Empire. So while the Pharisee prays, he thanks God that he is not like other people. And he thanks God for all of his virtues, all of his good behavior, all of his observance of, of the rules. The tax collector, meanwhile, simply prays with his head bowed down. He beats his chest. He says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says that it is this man who goes home justified rather than the righteous Pharisee. I think this story illustrates for us how true it is that the way of Jesus is both incredibly simple, even easy, but also extremely difficult all at once. The story can help us understand how Jesus can both say that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but also say, almost in the same breath, that anyone who would follow him must deny themselves and take up their cross. And since we're getting pretty close to Halloween, just over a week, uh, I'm going to talk about this in, in terms of the masks that we wear. All throughout the Gospels, Jesus clashes with the Pharisees. There's no two ways about it. He was really tough on these guys, but, but they were really tough on him, so it was pretty reciprocal. Um, seems that at, at the heart of the conflict was the self-righteousness that Jesus identified and called out in the Pharisees. Uh, because not only did they think they were great, but they, uh, uh, as a consequence of this, regarded others who were not as pious or observant as they uh, with contempt. And, and Jesus took a great issue with this. 
Jesus saw that the way that the Pharisees presented themselves in the world uh, was really just an act, you know, a persona. They were wearing masks. And, And Jesus challenged them just as he challenges us to let them go, to take them off. And this, I think, is the thing that is so simple and yet so hard. Of course, on some level, all of us wear masks, at least some of the time. Our masks are are who we pretend to be, an outer personality that we present to the world, uh, but that is so often at odds with who we are inside. And there is, of course, a certain usefulness and even necessity to wearing masks of these kinds. Uh, To a real degree, we need them to function in life, and and that's okay. The danger of these masks, however, is that we tend to identify with them, to think that we are the person that we pretend to be. This too often leaves us unconscious and and out of touch with, with our real self, who we really are. Because when we think we are the surface personality, we overlook our inner thoughts and feelings. And a gap begins to grow and and to get wider and wider between appearance and reality. We are no longer who we seem to be, and, and a certain falseness can take over. This leads to, I think, a decline of our creativity, our vitality, our, our life force. It leads to spiritual and psychological stagnation, a certain kind of stuckness. So if we want to follow Jesus into life in the kingdom of God, we need to learn to remove our masks, at least some of the time. The distance between who we seem to be and who we really are must shrink. We must dare to be ourselves, to be real. In his persistent critique of the Pharisees and in his relatively gentle treatment of of those who were regarded as sinners in his day, people like this tax collector or sex workers, it seems clear that Jesus was was much more concerned with sins of the spirit, self-righteousness, vanity, greed, hypocrisy, much more concerned with these things than with so-called sins of the flesh that organized religion tends to be so fixated on. By the measure of outward behavior and following the rules, the Pharisees were virtually blameless, basically had it figured out. But clinging to their masks as they did uh, was spiritually toxic, and Jesus saw right through that. It seems that in the way of Jesus, there's no room for falseness because Jesus is not only the way, he is also the truth. And only an authentic personality, no matter how sinful or or imperfect their lives may be, can enter the kingdom of God. When we live and when we pray authentically, we cultivate a depth that goes under the skin and reaches to our hearts. 
Like the Pharisees, we may try to pass ourselves off as, as somebody we're not, but, but when we do this, we lose touch with our center, with our hearts. And it is because of this attitude that the, the way of the Pharisees, the self-righteousness of the Pharisees, is so destructive to anybody, any of us, who would seek to know God or, or simply seek any peace and happiness in this life. Because it's all too easy, all too natural even, to believe that we can be justified or saved or okay by creating a righteous exterior or through obedience to laws. But Jesus seemed to believe that this is a spiritual dead end. For God looks into the heart, into the depths of our souls. As we hear in the Collect for Purity, Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Now, if the message of the gospel is anything, it's that we can't save ourselves. Only God can. However, if there is a key to the kingdom on our side of the equation, it is the heart. The tax collector, though a disreputable sinner, laid his heart bare to God and to himself. He had the humility to ask for mercy. And so, Jesus says, as a result, he goes home justified. The word for justified here can also mean set free. This tax collector, through the simple act of throwing himself entirely on the mercy of God, experiences freedom. Meanwhile, the Pharisee is still burdened with his inward contradictions, his falsehood, the immense weight of his pride. To follow Jesus to freedom, it seems that it is vital that our outward personality and our inward selves resemble one another. In the, uh, the great television series Mad Men, uh, the protagonist, Don Draper, he's basically a case study in this whole phenomenon of the mask. Uh, he cultivates this exterior ego, even takes uh, another person's identity, but that's a whole other story. Uh, he grows very attached to this, and it works for him to a point but then it really doesn't. He longs for authenticity, but really struggles with taking the steps to get there. And at a, at a certain low point in his life, he, he, he's talking about Hershey bars, and how he loves Hershey bars, in part because, uh, as he says, the wrapper looks like what's inside, which is obviously an expression of what he longs for in his own life, and I think what so many of us long for in our lives. And this kind of inner and outer alignment is not a matter of becoming somebody who has no shadow or dark thoughts or feelings. You know, all of us have these from time to time, and that, that's okay. I don't think Jesus takes issue with that. Rather, this kind of alignment is a matter of not denying what's inside, however uncomfortable it might be. Because once we acknowledge our thoughts and feelings for what they are, they are brought out into the open, into the light, where they can be known and even transformed. 
And when we let go of our masks, we may lose some of our sense of moral excellence, but in the kingdom of God, this loss is actually a great gain. Because what we gain is humility. And as Jesus says, all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. So may we follow the example of prayer and humility set for us by the sinful tax collector. May we let go of the masks we identify with so closely and open our hearts to ourselves, to one another, and to God. And may we know the consolation and the freedom that comes from surrendering ourselves to God's mercy and love. Amen.